Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to yet another Slightly somber episode of Wake Up With The Warriors. Discussing the aftermath of Game 4 of the NBA Finals. And it was not a good game. If you are a fan of the Warriors at any rate. Potentially the final game ever played at Oracle Arena. Obviously the Warriors will be hoping that's not the case. But right now, not looking particularly good moving forward. So the Warriors got out to a pretty decent start in this game. The first few minutes of the game were hilariously sloppy. It was a turnover fest each way, but it felt less like sloppy bad offense and more like hyper-aggressive defense refs who were letting the game play not interfering with the action, and quick hands on both sides of the floor defensively. It was just kind of turnover, turnover, turnover for the first few minutes. No one really able to score. Finally, the Warriors started to heat up a little bit, and they actually opened up a double-digit lead in the first quarter. Briefly looked like they were kind of just going to control this game the way that I think a lot of us expected they might do after it was announced that both Clay Thompson and Kevon Looney would be playing. But then the Raptors started to hit some shots, and their defense held very strong against the Warriors. The Warriors' defense was very good for the first you know, eight or ten minutes, and for a lot of the first half, but I, I think there were elements of them thinking that they were playing a little bit better defense than they actually were. As good as the defense was, they were they were forcing some turnovers, they were forcing some bad shots. They were also leaving the Raptors with a lot of open shots that the Raptors simply missed. And you know, they mentioned this on the broadcast, we see it a lot throughout the season with all teams that feeling that maybe you're doing something right because you're looking at the results rather than the process. And that seemed to be a little bit of the case for the Warriors. They seemed to be growing a little bit more confident in their defense based on the results than they should have been based on the process. Raptors were still getting open shots, and eventually those shots started to fall. That happened in the third quarter, and it it felt like a poignant, emblematic third quarter when the Warriors kind of started this dynasty, they were a historically great third quarter team. And it, it started to become extremely predictable in in 2014-15 and 2015-16, just how dominant the Warriors would be in the third quarter that you kind of didn't really care too much what happened in the first half because you just knew that the adjustments were going to come, the 
heating up was going to come and the Warriors were just going to obliterate teams in those 12 minutes after halftime. And in this game, in which we saw potentially the beginning of the end of this dynasty, potentially the final game at Oracle Arena, potentially the game that kind of seals the fate and and zips up the body bag on the Warriors, the third quarter was horrendous. And they've been trending that way the last few years after being so great for those first two years of the dynasty. The last two years, they've started to fall off in terms of third quarters. It's just kind of become another quarter for them rather than that godlike quarter that they developed a reputation for in prior years. And this year in particular, they had a lot of struggles, a lot of times where it just kind of seemed like they were expecting those third quarter burners to come on and, and no one was hitting the proverbial NAS buttons. And in this game, it kind of all came came to a head after playing quality defense in the first half, holding the Raptors to just 42 first half points, outscoring the Raptors by five in the first half things utterly fell apart in the third quarter. Suddenly the Warriors could not defend the Raptors at all. The Warriors were overcommitting, overhelping, taking away the Raptors' first option and leaving the Raptors' second, third, and fourth options just wide open. And the Warriors' offense wasn't picking up enough slack to make up for the poor defense. It was a very, very poor offensive game for the Warriors. And the result of that third quarter was the Raptors outscored Golden State 37-21. to It was just a colossal dominating performance by the Raptors on both ends of the court there in the third quarter. And the result was that the Raptors took an 11-point lead into the fourth quarter. The Warriors were suddenly in panic mode. Their offense that we've grown accustomed to being historically great and unbeatable had scored only 67 points after three quarters. Their defense, which had been such a strong foundation of three championships, had not done their job and the Warriors had their backs against the wall and the fourth quarter challenge came and and the team didn't didn't really step up to it they never got particularly close with a few minutes left they pushed things down to eight but couldn't get much closer than that and really it was just kind of across the board not not playing as well. They didn't execute as well on either end of the court, but but beyond that, their individuals just didn't make the plays that Toronto did. And you tip your cap to the Raptors for playing excellently. You wonder whether the Warriors are tired from their fifth straight year of, of playing two months beyond when the regular season ends. 
But whatever it was, you really saw it across the board. The Raptors made 23 out of 24 free throws. The Warriors made 14 out of 21 free throws. So that was kind of emblematic. It was just a very simple part of the game, a very basic individual assignment that didn't show up there for the Warriors the way it did for Toronto. The Warriors committed 17 turnovers to just 9 for the Raptors. And the three-point shooting, while not great for Toronto, really did the Warriors in because they couldn't get it going from anyone other than Clay Thompson. Clay made 6 of 10 from deep. The rest of the team was just 2 for 17. Steph made both of those two. He was 2 for 9. The rest of the team 0 for 8. The offense was stagnant. Toronto was doing a great job trapping Curry and recovering when Curry got the ball out of his hands. Curry never looked fully comfortable. He shot just 9 of 22 in this game. 27 points, 6 assists, 3 turnovers, 4 fouls. He didn't have a bad game, but it wasn't enough. It, he he had to fight so hard for everything he got. Nothing came easy the way at times it, it felt like it came easy for the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard had a just a mechanical dominant performance. 36 points and 12 rebounds, 11 of 22 shooting. Two assists, four steals, one block, zero turnovers. Serge Ibaka was tremendous, 9 of 12 shooting for 20 points. Kyle Lowry played a very strong game, even though he didn't shoot the ball well. He had seven assists and played great defense. Same with Pascal Siakam. It was just a game where if you watched it with no prior knowledge of either team, you would simply think Toronto's a better basketball team than the Warriors. And with the Warriors being this tired, being this banged up, obviously Clay isn't fully healthy, Looney isn't fully healthy, Iguodala isn't fully healthy, and Kevin Durant is not there. DeMarcus Cousins not fully healthy. That, again, was on display tonight. Uh, these things are not excuses at all. They're just part of the game. The Warriors have been the beneficiary of injuries. They have been a victim of injuries. That's it's part of how the game goes. Kawhi Leonard is playing through injuries as well. So no excuses, no justifications, but given the iterations of these teams that we're seeing on the court, if you're watching this game with no prior knowledge, you would just think comfortably that Toronto is the better basketball team. And I think through four games, it's just been proven that that's the case. The Raptors now lead the series 3-1 to one after winning this game 105-92. to 92. And 3-1 to one feels right. Sometimes you have those series leads where it doesn't really feel like the team winning has necessarily outplayed their opponent. Maybe it just feels like it came down to a few bounces here or there. No, 3-1 to one is, is what this series should be. Toronto has been comfortably the better team through four games. And if the Warriors want to 
get back on course and reverse the narratives that have plagued them ever since blowing a 3-1 to lead to the Cleveland Cavaliers three years ago, they're going to have to really dig deep, get some superstar performances from Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and of course hope that Kevin Durant is able to finally return after more than a month out. So they've got an uphill battle to climb. It would certainly be fitting and poetic if they were to find a way to climb it. But for now, what we're looking at is the Warriors who are on the brink of elimination and a dynasty that's on the brink of elimination. So with that said, Game 5 will be on Monday night. It's obviously must-watch basketball with so much hanging in the balance for the Warriors. For this era of Warriors basketball and for the future of the team. And we'll be back then.